Welcome to the Sports Epreneur Podcast, the podcast where sports and entrepreneurship collide, a Kessource production. In this episode, I chat with co-founder and president of Distinction Agency, Jonathan Lubick. Distinction is an agency that connects brands and influencers in the sports world. Jonathan has an eye for opportunity even during trying times like we are in today. And with that, we welcome Jonathan Lubick. Sportsypreneur is a content platform, a collaborative team, and a marketing brand that is all about showcasing leaders and difference makers in and around the world of sports. While we create our own content, we also create content with you. This includes collaborative content and exclusive content for your brand. Think podcasts, blogs, social media, and overall content strategy. Our sports content marketing team is specifically niche for those in the sports industry. That includes sports businesses, athletes, managers, coaches, trainers, entrepreneurs, and business leaders in the sports market. The bottom line is we want to help with your sports-related brand, your content marketing, and your story. Connect with us on Instagram at sportsepreneur or find us online at sportsepreneur.com. Sportsepreneur, the content platform where sports and entrepreneurship collide. What's your take right now on what's happening in the sports world? I mean, as we record this, Premier League has gotten going. Some soccer clubs, they're getting back. Bundesliga had started. Here in the States, we have Major League Baseball, I think, might come back. Right. They announced that yesterday. Yeah. So MLS, we have down in Florida, but they're getting worried about the Swan and the Dolphin Hotel. And and you probably could touch on some of these things because a lot of people are coming to Orlando or just in any somewhere in the Florida area. NHL, I think, is deciding on where they're going to go. As you're in the sports world, you're talking to athletes. I mean, some athletes are like, let's go play. And other athletes are like, I don't really want to do this. Or who knows what they're saying behind the scenes. But from someone who's inside of it, like you are on a daily basis, what are you thinking? What are you seeing? We try to approach everything with very much a bigger picture, trying to get an understanding of the impact of what's going on on a national and global scale and how it impacts all verticals, even outside of sports. And I think selfishly, it's very easy for us to be like, you know what? It's been a while. We need to get back at it. Let's start getting sports at full swing. We can do this. We can do that. But admittedly, it's we are learning as much about what's going on as some of the experts are. And I think sports as a whole, when we look at the sports market, specifically in the different leagues, I think they did a very good job when the NBA kind of, I would say, at least in the United States, was the first to kind of trigger that wave of postponements in the seasons. I think once Rudy Gobert got, you know, was confirmed to have it, the NBA moved. I remember the night that the president announced that they were restricting travel. Because funny enough, my business partner was over in London and he was stuck over there. So he was starting to restrict travel. And then that same night, the NBA canceled the rest of the season. And once it started to come out that a couple of players were having it, and then you started to see that just wave of different leagues come on board and start to postpone their seasons. I really think I give them a lot of recognition to the NBA and all the other sports that were affected and they immediately were willing to drop everything and postpone their seasons. And there was a lot, obviously, a lot of money was lost and all of that. And I think now we're hitting a point where it's we're starting to accept the new normal. I think as society as a whole understands that it's going to be some time before we have like a vaccine, before we can get back to, if we're able ever to get back to where life was. So we're adapting to this new normal. What I like is that you have the NBA, even the WNBA as well, are actively looking to finish their seasons out in the bubble, in this very safety first, where this is, you know, the restrictions to get into this. I like you literally need to have a reason to be in that bubble if you're not a player or someone on the staff of the team. 
Like they are so the restrictions are only letting in one media outlet during the games. Like the restrictions I think are huge and important. And I like that we're adapting to this new normal. And I think it's something that is going to have a positive outcome. We saw with the NFL draft being done from Roger Goodell's basement, how great that was like on the positive side of things like the NFL killed that. They did great with that. And the audience is kind of up in the air. It's like the audience going to like it. Our fans going to hate it. And I think across the board, it was all positive sentiments. Like that was the one time for the first time in months that no one was thinking about what was going on and everyone was back in sports mode. And I think these bubbles that a lot of these leagues, excuse me, are trying to do will be important. And obviously that spans into not having fans in the stadiums and things like that, that I know Premier League is doing as well. And pumping in that audio, the crowd, I think a lot of that's going to create that ambiance that we as fans are going to accept that new normal and continue to just enjoy these games and these sports. Yeah, as well said, the adapting to the new normal. It was interesting too, because I remember you had the NFL draft, which like you said, people were craving something like just give us something and we can watch it. It was different. It was unique. And it showed people in their homes with their families. So they were able to do it and capture the moments in a different way. It wasn't like they were suited up with the red carpet coming out. It was different. Well, then Bundesliga comes out. I mentioned that before. And I was a little bit like, at least you're watching a sport. But it was like they were in an empty gym, empty stadium in the echoes. I was like, this isn't working. Well, then I put the Premier League on. And what they had is I love what they did with the signs in the stadium, in the stands, and they had the sound. And for soccer or football, that sound, the chanting that you hear works. And that's something that isn't necessarily doesn't work maybe in every sport because the cheers go up and down based on the play or soccer. It's a consistent thing. So for them, it has to work. And I think every sport is going to have to look at it. And we touched on this when we first started chatting, their unique thing. What is their thing? Well, when you go to a football match in the UK, you expect to hear chanting. So whether you can see the crowd or not, you can just hear the chanting in the background. So what is the NFL going to do? What is if college football comes back? What is the NHL, NBA and all those different? How are they going to give you some sort of ambiance that goes with it that allows us? Because let's face it, like you said, we're going to have to be watching from home. We're not going to be able to be at these places. And there's a lot to work through. I mean, as we saw, there's something to do with in Florida that there's unions and that they can't require the workers at the Swan and the Dolphin Hotel to get tested for coronavirus. Now, they can still figure a way out to do it, but they can't demand that they do it, which then makes some people uneasy about the entire situation that puts everything in flux. And they think they'll get there and we'll get it done, but it just creates uneasiness and uncertainty. And I think this whole entire situation is doing that. And when you have that, it's like, that's a challenge. It's a challenge to deal with it mentally. And for yourself and your co-founder of a company, you and I both know what that's like from a mental standpoint. And then you get into the sports world and you just even have a couple conversations with athletes. One of the things that you realize, and I'm sure you've heard this, is the mind is where it's all at. Like They've seen players better than them not make it because they couldn't handle it mentally. And so as we're going through this time, we're dealing with a lot of these mental things that are going on and everyone's dealing with it differently. How has it been for you and your business partner and your company as distinctions kind of come through this process when we're a few months into it from the mental side of things? Mm-hmm. No, that's a great question. I think for us going into it, we knew that 
where we're going to have to pivot, that things are going to have to change a bit. You could see going into it, but no one could have predicted that quarantine and a lot of the restrictions that we're working within would extend to this long. And even prior before it started, before the official the government mandates on the state level, even on the national level, were saying that people have to work from home and you can't go out. That week before, we had our entire team start working from home just because we, at the end of the day, we had to prior, we always prioritize our team members, our employees, everyone we're working with, obviously ourselves. We just ultimately want everyone to be safe and also give them a little bit of time to adapt because we did know this would be an extended period, but obviously no one knew what extent that would be. And for us, I think. It's very fortunate that both my business partner and myself have a mindset of like, this is thrown at us. And you take a step back and you look at the whole situation and you realize, all right, what's not happening anymore? The leagues are postponed. You don't have all these players able really to train at the level they were at or playing in their sports. But what doors does that open? I think for us, the biggest thing was pivoting and focusing on the opportunities that arose because now we have greater access and usage to our roster of athletes because now they're not doing anything right now because typically this would be the time of year that they're in season, they're training. So for us, what we did that we told the rest of our team is that you know this is probably one of the few opportunities where something on a global scale is happening and we can take advantage of that to benefit not only our own clients, but ourselves as well and our business as well. And I think with that mindset, we've done a really good job at just being able to adapt and identify new opportunities on behalf of our clients and take advantage of the fact that XYZ athlete or player is saying, Hey guys, I got a bunch of free time. You know what? Typically, I'd be playing in the season right now. But because I have this free time, I would love to focus a little bit more on my personal brand. I love to focus on these things off the field, off the court. And we've been able to be there for them and provide for them. And in some instances, provide them more deals and brand partnerships and opportunities than they typically would have if they were in season right now when they're not allowed to do half the stuff they can do now. So we just focus in on that, trying to make things happen in that space. Obviously, certain elements of our business, we have a lot going on in the travel and hospitality side of things. That had to go on pause for now um, just because a lot of the bigger resorts and hotels we work with had to shut down. So a lot of the travel companies and brands we work with as well had to slow down. So for us, we felt that impact. But it was just kind of a shift and a pivot on taking advantage of brands and companies that were willing to move forward and, and work together and who also saw the opportunity going on right now with the players and athletes being available. It makes sense because when I look around at what you guys are doing on your website, on your social media, and you can see this in a lot of ways, right? People can present this front that this is how they behave at all the time. And that's not typical. But you know, I think you could also read between lines and get a sense of how someone might behave. So it's not surprising where you're saying, hey, we're finding the positive. We're going to find the pivot. We're going to take advantage of the opportunity. No doubt, this is a challenge. This is going to throw some things off. It's not going to be great for everybody. But we can take advantage of this opportunity. We can create, like you said, we can help them with personal branding. And they have more time than they had before to do these things. They have less restrictions. They have nothing but probably time. And typically, they don't have any time. And so I think you seeing it from that standpoint makes sense because it helps us when someone, whether I'm a consumer or an athlete or someone who's engaged with possibly getting into a partnership, to get that feeling when I go to your social media, sometimes that's what it is. It's not just about the level of likes that somebody gets. It's what's the vibe that I, when I hear Jonathan talk, what does he sound like? What is he saying? What does he feel like? What is that message that he's getting across to me that says either I like it or I don't like it or something else or I have some questions I want to ask. And I feel like that's a reason why we want to talk to someone like yourself to have you on the podcast to understand what that mindset is like 
because you're living it. And that's important. And I think that's important for other people to hear as they're trying to develop their own mindset for their own business or whether they're an athlete or whoever that might be. At the same time, there are challenges. And so if we look and like hone in, like, cause those things have changed and now we're three months into it and people are getting used to COVID-19 and what does that mean? And you got to wear a mask, all these different things that are going on. If you were to look at your business right now, or maybe it's not even your business, maybe it is your personal life. Maybe it's the fact that you're in an apartment. What's a challenge that you see? Like not a positive challenge, not a thing like, well, we're turning into a positive. Like what is the thing that's kind of, man, this is the challenge we're dealing with right now. Mm -hmm. I would think if we talk kind of internally as a company, as we operate, we've been fortunate that our job, our business can be run purely digitally. It can be done from homes. It can be done from a laptop, from an iPhone. But now the challenges that are coming is that the reason why our business does so well like that and the doors that's open has allowed us to travel a lot and to network a lot and be in the room with the different individuals that we need to be with, with the execs from the NFL, the NBA, the MLB. And all that is gone. All of that has essentially been wiped away. And that's important. A big part of the business that we're doing internally that we focus on is continuing to network and make sure that we are you know, on the precipice of the next big thing that's happening within these leagues and these sports. And it's important that we continue to attend these conferences and that we continue to have these one-on-one conversations with these execs to learn exactly where these leagues are going or exactly where their mindset is going with certain branding and marketing strategies and things that they're going to do and that they're going to allow the athletes and players to do because our athletes and players and our roster of clients rely on us to know these things. And they rely on us to be able to update them and say, hey, this is what's going to happen within the next three to six months. Let's get ahead of this now. And I think one of the biggest challenges is that we now can't travel at all. All the conferences have been canceled. We were supposed to be at the NFL draft, for example. That was going to be a a huge stop for us because the beginning of the year for us, we were at CES and then we did the Senior Bowl in Alabama. And then we were fortunate that the Super Bowl was here. And then we were up at a conference in LA again a week after the Super Bowl. And we were going to continue to be traveling, going to the draft, like I mentioned. And all that's kind of gotten scraped. And we've now been put in a position where it's like, all right, we have to make it happen as best as we can. But when it comes to the traveling and networking for the, essentially for the rest of the year, that's done. And that's, I would say, has kind of been a challenge for us and just having to pivot and adapt and really try to work the network as great as we can and having one-on-one conversations like this yeah. to discuss these things. So the strategy around, hey, so we're dealing with this. This is frustrating. I would rather obviously be doing these things. That's what I enjoy doing in my business. That's what helps our business, right? Everything that goes with it, your strategy around it to say, okay, that's what we're dealing with. That is our new normal. We're going to have one-on-one conversations. We're going to find the things that we can pivot to, like you had kind of alluded to before. I think you already kind of gave the strategy for what it is that you're doing, dealing with the challenge of not being able to go freely around the country, around the world. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Pivoting as much as you can to get as close as to what the ultimate goal and outcome originally was supposed to be. And yeah, that includes having these one-on-one conversations or touching base with individuals that we haven't spoken with in a long time. And I think everyone, the positive out of all this is everyone, because it's the new normals in the same mindset, it makes sense if I go on LinkedIn right now and shoot you a message and say, Hey man, you know, it's been a while. Let's jump on a 15-minute call just to catch up and see what's going on. That makes more sense because everyone at this point has to do it. Everyone needs to make that happen and have these conversations happen. So for us, is really playing into it as best as we can. At the end of the day, making sure that we are able to pivot. We understand that in-person exchanges are no longer going to happen. And we just got to live with that. It is what it is. 
And like I said, it's a challenge and it sucks. But I think a lot of great things are also ultimately going to come out of this. The biggest thing, and I said this, I posted this on LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago, is that virtual conferences, I think those things are going to be here to stay. We've learned that these virtual conferences, I had never really attended one before until this happened. And I've started to attend these virtual conferences. And man, they really, they've done so well being able to attend these like Zoom keynotes and these little networking conversations in the chat. I recommend anyone who now has free time that they would have used to travel to a conference, go to a virtual conference because those are starting to show value and provide a lot of great value for you know ourselves and our clients as well. Do you see it's because of the interactions you get to have, like you just mentioned, in chats, and then you develop those conversations and possibly hop on a Zoom call with those people? I mean, obviously, because you can listen to a keynote speech, or you can even... Sometimes those keynote speeches might show up on their podcast, as an example, or you can find them on YouTube or TEDx or any of those different things. Is it, though, more the interactions that you possibly have with the new people that you meet for those virtual conferences, why they work? 100%. Definitely the interactions. I would definitely say it's being able to speak with these people. I honestly think the digital element takes away that social anxiety that people typically have during a networking event where you go into a room full of people you don't know and you now need to like grab the drink and then like do the cold open and like try to break into like a huddled group of people that is all gone because everyone's in this chat room now you can literally pick someone on that list who is the social media manager and executive at the NFL or at the NBA and just boom, send them a message right there and go right into the conversation. I think that is one of the positives that's coming out of this. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It's a good idea that people could take advantage of, at least to dabble with it. I mean, it's similar to you say that it's like getting on, let's say it's LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter. You pick your social media platform and the ones that you can actually engage with someone that you don't otherwise know. Like, we had connected a different way. Someone at your company had reached out to us, but no different. So he finds our information. Maybe he listened to a podcast, saw on LinkedIn, saw a website, and had sent the message. It's a cold message to say, Hey, really like what you're doing. Love to have one of our founders on the podcast with you. That is something where if we were sitting in the room in a hallway, like outside of a hotel, that's a lot harder to walk up to someone right. like that and say, Hey, can we do this? And you're like, Where are you coming from on that? So I think there is a level of engagement that you have on these different platforms. So I, I could have found you, let's say on LinkedIn, reached out, sent a message, connected that way. Does your company do that? Are you reaching out to people, say on Instagram, on LinkedIn, or what platform are you using? I'm sure you are doing it because I know you're one of your guys that reached out to me. How are you doing that? Yeah, no, I would say for stars, it's every platform on the face of the earth. Every platform we are speaking to. Funny enough, over the weekend, I was chatting with an individual who works the front office of the Miami Dolphins, and we were chatting via Instagram. We're talking all through Instagram DMs. And we do that. I do that with Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, even TikTok. If I could do it on TikTok, I would as well. We work all the social media channels. And essentially, what I like, and I've been preaching this way before the pandemic started, I've been saying this for years, that what social media has now given us is an opportunity to essentially control your brand voice and control your reputation. You can show people what you want them to see about yourself. And you can show people the value you add to them without having to say a word. And I think that's the beauty that we get on LinkedIn, and especially Instagram, is that someone can go on my Instagram profile and see what my hobbies are, very much humanize me, see the players I work with, see my company, go on Distinction's um, Instagram page and see our clients and some of the campaigns we've done and some of the things we're doing that it makes it so much easier to do that quote unquote cold email, that cold open and come in with, Hey, I saw you're working with so-and-so. We'd love to talk about that. And I do the same thing for us. It's we're able to learn a lot about someone before we even 
do the initial hello, my name is. And I think that's really important. And even, you know, for you guys, I think it's the same thing with the member of our team being familiar with the podcast and having listened to it. That's already a warm intro to a degree, as opposed to, like you said, seeing you in a hallway and be like, hey, blah, 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 blah. Right. And you're like, whoa, whoa, where are you coming from, <laughs> yeah. guy? Yeah, no, it's absolutely right. And it's interesting too, is because he could listen to the podcast, not like it. Because here's the thing, if he introduces us and you're like, why would you have me on that podcast? You never even listened to it. How would you even know? It gets at both sides of it. If you're not going to like Jonathan, if you're not going to like Eric, well, you can go check out their content. If you don't like their ideas or the people that they work with, well, then you don't have to do it. It saves everybody a lot of time and no doubt about it. It's amazing. You can get on all these different platforms because a lot of people, when they think about social media, they think about what you put out, what you're screaming from the mountaintop with, your picture, your video. And no doubt, like that is the way to humanize it. That's the back check. That's the background check. What I see is that level of engagement. So where we can be on LinkedIn and I could reach out to you. And if it's done in a unique way, that's authentic. That is another word that's tossed around a lot, but you just know, right? Like you just know when someone's trying to game you and try to create a sale off of you. But no, absolutely. And I'm excited that you're doing it and it makes a lot of sense. And I think it's important because if you're working with athletes and brands, they're across all different platforms. What's their favorite platform? What is the language that they speak on these different or which one works for them? As it gets into that, because you're talking about athletes and you're talking about brands and you're then get into the word influencers. And we're talking about ad money, which is really dried up that what you hear about in some areas, it hasn't dried up because I think people are taking advantage of the discounted prices you have right now. But overall, I would say like ad spend is down. Has that disrupted the players, the athletes that you work with? Or are you finding new opportunities with it? Because influencer marketing seems to on the outside, for some people, they talk about it, you read in different articles has taken a hit. What's your take on that? Right. For us, it's presented new opportunities. So for us, at the end of the day, we found new opportunities for all of our clients and all the athletes we represent, all the social media influencers we represent. We've been able to identify you know, new areas where we can foster these brand partnerships on their behalf. And I think that's important. And I think with that comes the fact that, like I said earlier, where a lot of these athletes and players don't have a lot of free time on their hands. So their flexibility is so much more anyway. So we can actually fit these partnerships to fit into what the brand is really looking for and really tailor them super hard to what the brand and the company wants. And also what the player and the athlete wants specifically as well. And a lot of these partnerships we've been able to foster are... At the end of the day, it's all about authenticity for us. We're not going to set up a partnership for any of our athletes or influencers if they don't even like the brand to begin with. Where half the time when the brand expresses they're interested, we need the athlete and player to be familiar with the brand, the company, the product, the service before even agreeing moving forward. And we obviously allow them to make the final call on if they want to move forward or not. But with all this quote-unquote free time and this new normal flexibility, they've been able to really get into the weeds with these companies and learn everything about them and truly become an ambassador for a lot of these brands. And I think that's something that we're really happy that we've been able to facilitate. And a positive that's come out of all this is that we've been able to pivot and take advantage of some of the things that typically would be a little bit more difficult or challenging to do when you're dealing with an athlete whose schedule is from 6am to 10pm just booked with training and practice and their games. Yeah. So it'll be interesting as this thing plays out, as you're getting the message out there that other athletes are going to take note of this because they might be losing a portion of their income to the dried up ad spend that's going on, the influencer marketing, if you will. 
And to have someone like Distinction out there that can help with it. And there's been this common theme that's going on with a lot of things you're saying is it's just opportunity. It's a positive mindset. It's opportunity. And I keep hearing these themes going on. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's been two years. Distinction's been going on. So yeah. my guess is you and your partner saw an opportunity, right? If just keeping with the theme of things. Yeah. What was the opportunity you saw? Why did you go into this? You obviously have a background in, in getting into marketing and working with big companies that see in your past. Why start Distinction? Great question. So prior to starting Distinction, I worked for a marketing firm where I led all their business development efforts. So I was in charge of recruiting new clients to the firm as well as expanding services to current clients. And something I continued to hear over and over again, not only from the clients, but even from the different members of the team was this desire that these clients, they wanted influencers. They wanted athletes to endorse the brand. They wanted these big names because what we saw rather quickly, the market started to shift from traditional ad spend like PPC ads on Facebook and Instagram, SEO and SEM, all that's still very much important. But we are now seeing a new category come up, which was influencer marketing because people, you couldn't deny the positive impact you got when you had someone with a large following on social media promote your brand and all the sales you got from their fans and followers. So we saw that as a huge need. And then the other thing we saw that my business partner and I had talked about for years was that you get a lot of these athletes that they're so focused on what's going on on the field, on the court, but they're building a fan base that they can very much have a second income coming in off the field, off the court, and they can provide for themselves really for the rest of their lives. And that's a constant theme as well in sports is that Sports are finite. You could be a running back and your lifespan within the in the league could be, you know, no more than four or five years before you're beat up to the point where you can't play anymore. And you now have to live off that money that you made in the NFL or whatever sport it is for the rest of your life. Like, no, for us, we saw an opportunity here to help these players and help these athletes really monetize their personal brands and also solve a problem that brands and companies were looking for, which is we want an athlete, we don't necessarily want or can't afford really a Tom Brady, but we still want to be able to say Olympic medalist or pro bowler or even XYZ player for this team in a local market endorses our product, endorses our brand. So that's kind of where the angle we came for, um, came into when starting Distinction was to help solve that problem for the brands, help the athletes monetize off the field, off the court, And also help these athletes build their brands, build their personal brands and tell these stories around what they personally like to do. Because at the end of the day, they're humans, they have hobbies. And we want to help them, empower them to be able to take advantage of that and do more outside of sports alone. That's excellent. You're getting into content, right? Which all of it is related around content. And it's obviously something we talk about here a lot. And content in the sense of there's a lot out there. There's more than ever. And there's going to continue to be more. And I, you know the numbers. And there's podcasts starting. There's so many different things that are out there. But when it goes to that specific person that wanted to maybe hear that story, and they didn't even know that that person existed. We've heard stories. We've had conversations with people. Someone wrote a book and their own mother didn't know those backstories about, for example, when they were flying Blackhawk helicopters for the US Army. And their mom didn't know all the specific details. And they were so happy that they were able to read those stories from the book. That's content. So it could be your internal team. It could be a family member. It could be your kids. It could be a business. It could be a fan. It could be all those things. We're going to finish up here. And I want to touch on that part of it, of just content by itself. When you're out there and you're talking to these athletes and you're saying, share your story, 
put it out there. And this way they share the story is going to be different. It's different for everybody, right? It could be in an interview. It could be on a podcast. It could be on a blog. It could be on their website. It could be on Instagram. Overall, when you hear the word content, you see all that's going on and all the content's being created. What do you, what does Distinction think about content? For us, the content is an opportunity for these, like you said, these players and athletes to tell their story. Not only tell their story, but tell their story the way they want it to be heard. Like there's so much I think that gets lost in the fact that, and going to my point earlier, it is brand and reputation that you can control. Very often you see that these scandals or things happen, and I just use scandals as an example, but any type of story happens and the narrative gets lost so quickly. And the narrative gets, you know, taken out of the hands of the influencer athlete or the player. And for us, we see content as an opportunity to tell these stories, to talk about yourself, who you are as a person. Maybe you just want to talk about the life of the sport. You're 24 seven, you're a football player. That's all you want to talk about. Then talk about that. Like voice your opinions, thoughts, your story, your come up. But also a lot of these players are humans and they feel that. They feel that sometimes they don't get to talk about what they want to talk about or put out what they want to put out. And they want to tell about the story of their come up and how much hard work they put in. They can tell these stories and put this content out. And for us, we're always preaching, you know, content is king. You've probably heard that a bajillion times at this point. Pump out the content, pump out as much as you can, because that for us is absolutely huge. And something I always say when I talk about content in tandem with social media is that the average person opens up Instagram 40 to 45 times a day. That's 40 to 45 opportunities you have to get in front of that person and tell your story and get across the point, whether it's from a purely business, we want to move units. So put that product in front of that person. Or if it's the athlete, you want to inspire someone, you want to inspire a kid that was just like you growing up and you want to inspire them to not give up. You have an opportunity to do that. And because people are so locked in to social media, like there is someone listening. There's always someone listening. To your point as well, there's a ton of saturation. You have everyone left and right pumping everything out. But at the end of the day, there's still people listening and there's still ways to get your voice out there. As long as you continue to pump out that content at scale and just speak your truth and say who you are, you're able to do that. And we now have the avenues to do that and the platforms to do that as well. You said the way you want it to be heard. That's huge because it's not that long ago and it still exists today with 24-hour news cycle. There could be a five-minute interview, a 20-minute interview, and you get a 30-second clip, a one-minute clip. And that's where long-form content... Now, not to say you shouldn't still bite-size the content and make it easier to consume. I totally get that. But behind it is the full thing. So for the person that wants to really dive into the context and the stories and the background and everything else that goes with it, super important. And when you talk about athletes or political figures or whoever that might be, if you have an opportunity to create that long-form piece that provides all that context to say, well, I really understand where he's coming from on that or where she's coming from on that because now I have a total framework to work with as opposed to the 30-second soundbite. And I think that's huge. And I think when you say it, the way you want it to be heard is spot on. And what Distinction's doing, what you're doing, searching for opportunities, pivoting, there's things that are going to continue to happen. COVID-19 is one thing. It's going to be something else. And there's a lot of something else is actually going on right now. We didn't think COVID-19 would even... Like, how could you replace that in the news? Well, it happened, right? All these protests, the Black Lives Matters, now statues are coming down. What's happening, it's beyond anyone's idea that this could be taking place. And athletes have a platform. They have an opportunity to stand up, to speak. That's their right. And I think it's amazing that they can go out there and they can share these stories 
out there and to have groups like yourself and, and we come out here and say, hey, you know, come on, come on our podcast. Let's share your stories. Let's talk about it. It's important. People want to hear it. Maybe it's one person that wants to hear it, but that one person might matter to you and what you're talking about. And so, and that's the last thing I think we should touch on is with everything that's going on, COVID-19 comes in and all of a sudden it's almost getting replaced, but it's still in the news, obviously, with the athletes that you're talking to, are they seeing this as, I get it now, I can go and speak about this. I can use my platform that I have because I have people that will actually listen to me. I want to talk more. I want to stand up. I want to put the mic. I want to say something. Are you seeing that take place? Oh, absolutely. I think often people, individuals, fans, sometimes underestimate athletes and their acknowledgement or or an athlete's self-awareness of who they are and their ability to impact large groups of people and their platforms. This has been happening for years at this point. Like These athletes know the impact they have. They know that they can give back to the community. They can take a stand on something. They can give their two cents and that it's going to move the needle one way or another on a certain topic. And I think right now what you're seeing is not only this really switching on to them, but it's also switching on on a large group scale where these athletes are now like, I believe this, you believe this, this player believes, blah, 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 blah. We can come together and like talk about our beliefs here or our thoughts on whatever topic it is. I think it's really powerful and it's just going to keep getting stronger as people start to realize, like what I was saying earlier, these athletes, they're humans. They've had the same experiences you and I have had. Some people can speak to a lot of things that we necessarily can't speak to. And they're just in a fortunate spot where they do have a platform. They can be impactful. And I just think at the end of the day, that's important that they are able to leverage these platforms and you know get their thoughts out completely unadulterated in a sense where it's coming directly from their mouth to the fans, to the listeners. And I think you're starting to see athletes really click into that and take advantage of that. And we're going to continue to see that as time goes on, as technology becomes more powerful and as social media gets so much more ingrained into our daily lives. You're going to really see athletes moving the needle on a variety of different topics. Some we probably wouldn't even think that they care about that they're going to come in and take a stand for and be passionate about. Absolutely. I mean, you can impact... You've just picked five people, 20 people in your community, and they could talk about something that's very important to them. And and it's just people. And that's something that I've learned along this journey. You always know it, but you, until you actually talk to someone, maybe it was a famous athlete from the past or current, and you have this conversation and you realize really quickly, they're just people. It's no different. They talk about B2B sales, let's for example, and like you're trying to sell the business. Well, guess what? Let's say there's a huge company and they have 12 board members in there. Each one of those people has different interests, different likes, different dislikes. Maybe they like gardening. Maybe they like watching sports. Maybe they like travel. Whatever that is, that's the way to connect with that person or what issues that they want to talk about. At the end of the day, it's just people talking to people, having conversations like we're having. But Jonathan, I appreciate you spending the time and, and all that you do and the positive mindset. I and mean, that's the thing, man. And just in seeing what other people are up to that are out there, what's the best way people can get a hold of you? What they can learn about more about distinction and all that you guys have going on? Absolutely. And once again, I do want to say, you know, thanks again for having me, Eric. Um, this has been great. I love having these conversations. I think they're important to have um, from all aspects. And I love the opportunity to show people what's going on behind the curtains on the mindset of these athletes and the sports and everything. So I appreciate you providing me a platform to do that. But for us, yeah, for we're on all major social media platforms. For us, you can find us our website, distinctionagency.com. Follow us on Instagram at distinctionagency. 
We're very engaging. You can even DM us anything and we'll always respond. And I always say this outside of just athletes and brands. If you're an individual who's looking for an internship, we're very, we take a huge pride in our internship program. Reach out to us um, if you're looking for an internship. That's really important to us. Follow us on Twitter at Distinction Age, LinkedIn Distinction Agency, Facebook Distinction Agency. You can find me personally on Instagram. Um, I love this part. My Instagram handle is at Wolf of Miami. So you can find me Wolf of Miami on Instagram, Wolf of Miami on Twitter, Wolf of Miami on TikTok as well. You can find me on LinkedIn, Jonathan Lubick, Facebook, Jonathan Lubick as well. So we're very active on social media and on our website too. So if you ever want to talk about anything, we're all ears. That's awesome, man. Obviously a fan of Wolf of Wall Street and I love the handle, the username. So very cool. And again, appreciate all the time. You guys are everywhere. We'll be paying attention to it. But I, again, thank you for all your energy today. Awesome, man. Thank you for having me. One of my favorite things about our Sports Epreneur content platform is the opportunity to chat with amazing people in and around the world of sports. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you want to connect more, hit us up on Instagram at Sports Epreneur. Thank you for listening to this CadSource production, the Sports Epreneur podcast, the podcast where sports and entrepreneurship collide. 